Praise the Lord. May God bless you and welcome to The Word Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's broadcast. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. This is Elder Jua. The Word restores. And you know and I know that the Word certainly restores. And you know, we, we're dealing with an awesome and a mighty God, and, and, and we have to always remember that, specifically when we begin to look at some topics topics where we ask ourselves the question, Lord, what's going on? Lord, what is happening around us? Lord, what is happening to me? Lord, why me? You know, we, we, we ask these questions when certain things begin to happen to us. And I really want to touch on one specific area. Normally, I would not consider uh, time, time frames in the broadcast so that they would they would continue to to run and rerun as we go along but this month this is october and this is breast cancer awareness month and in this what i would like us to do is to keep hope alive let's keep hope alive. I'm expecting to have some special guests who will be calling in uh, to the broadcast. But now, even now, I want us to understand that we serve an awesome and a mighty God. And even though there are sicknesses, there are diseases, there are things that fall upon us, that they befall us, even so, we still have to focus on the fact that we serve an awesome God, that he has a purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. So what I would like to do, I'm going to start first with a prayer. And then we're going to start reading some scriptures and talking about scriptures that relate to hope. Because what I want to do throughout this broadcast is to get hope in our spirits. Hallelujah. That when we consider the issues that we're dealing with, we're coming back to the question of hope. We are coming back to the state that we should be in, that we are in, and that is one of hope. You notice I hadn't even got to faith. I'm, I'm stepping back from faith and I'm looking at hope because that is that is something that's on the inside of me. That's, that's that thing that is keeping me going. Because even when we speak of faith, we talk about faith being what? The substance of things hoped for. Amen? And so we want to start with that kernel of keeping hope alive during this month and every month. But this month when um, the focus is on breast cancer awareness. And we will certainly have um, uh, uh, 
special guests, a couple of special guests who will definitely be coming calling in. And one would be Dr. Christine Lawson, who um, it, she's a medical doctor whose practice is is in the Detroit area. And you and I will will listen to what she has to say. But even now, even now, we want to begin to focus on God. Amen. Focus on what are you doing, Lord? And can we continue to hope? Yes, we can. It's up to you and it's up to me, hallelujah, to continue to keep hope alive. Amen. For even for a cure for breast cancer, let's keep hope alive. So we start, my God, my God, my God. Lord, we give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, and your grace. We thank you, Lord, because you are in control, Lord. We thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes it's kind of difficult, Lord, for us to, to, to even open our mouths and look at you because sometimes we look at the situation and not at you. But, Lord, you're in control. And, Lord, we need you right now. We need you, Lord, so that you can wrap your arms around each and every one of my sisters and brothers, even brothers who are going through right now. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We need you, Lord, to continue to give a touch to my sisters and my brothers who've been through. Hallelujah. And they've come out to tell the story. We thank you for it, Lord. And Lord, we're asking you as we go through this broadcast to let your peace reign. Let your healing balm flow through this broadcast, Lord, touching each and every one. Hallelujah of my sisters and my brothers who know someone who is affected or who who is even affected. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to be in the midst let your healing balm flow and let that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding keep all of our hearts and our minds in you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. So as we begin, we want to keep hope alive. Amen. I want to start and I want to read a couple of Psalms here. One is Psalm 42 and 11. Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. You see, because when we begin to go through, we are going through things and we're saying to ourselves, what's going on, Lord? What is going on, Lord? What is happening around me? Why me, Lord? Oh, my God. And, you, and, and your, your soul, your, your emotions are starting to, to get all turned up and you are, you know, you're flying here, there and everywhere and you're asking questions and your mind just keeps on going and going and going. And yet, in this psalm, the psalmist says to himself, put your hope in God. He had to speak 
to himself and say, wait a minute. You put your hope in God. And say, you know what? I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to praise him because he's my savior and because he's my God. I intend to praise him no matter what anyone says. I will still praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. You see, this is where we are at right now. There is so much that goes on around us. I'm laying the foundation. There's so much that's happening around us that sometimes we get hit with a one-two punch. And even when we do, we've got to speak to ourselves. You remember when David spoke to himself, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. And even here the psalmist says, wait a minute. Hey, soul, wait, 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 wait. Listen. Hope in God. Put your hope in God. Don't, don't, don't put your hope in, in, in the things that are happening around you. Because if you do, you're just going to go down. Because things are going to happen around you. And you're going to say, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This isn't right. I don't know what to do. Uh-uh. Look at Lord. Look at him. Look to him. He's going to show you the way. Amen. For I will yet praise him. I'm still going to praise him. He's the one who saves me. He's my God. And listen, in Psalm 71 and verse 3, we read, For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. Psalm 71 and 5. Oh, praise the Lord. For thou art my hope, O Lord. Thou art my trust from my youth. So even as I'm getting older, even as I'm, I'm becoming an older person, I know that I continue to put my hope and my trust in you, Lord. Amen. That's what I have done. And that is what I will continue to do. Now, I'm going to read two more psalms, and then we will minister in song. Psalm 119, verse 114. You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope, listen, in your word. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. The psalmist is telling the Lord, listen, Lord, you are my refuge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the one that I run to. You are my shield, and I have put my hope in your word. Oh, praise the Lord. And I'm just going to touch on verse 116. It says, sustain me according to your promise. Lord, you promised. Sustain me according to what you have promised, and I will live. Do not let my hopes be dashed. Oh, my Lord, in the name of Jesus, do not let my hopes be dashed, Lord. Hold on to me. Keep me up, Lord. Keep me up according to what you said. You said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You said, when you walk, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the fire, you will not be burned. Oh, hallelujah. You have made so many promises, Lord. And we come to you, Lord, on behalf of our brothers and sisters, Lord, who are going through. 
And yet we want to keep the hope alive as we say, you are our strength, Lord. You are our strength, our strength like no other. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My Lord, we're going to hope in something else. (laughs) Oh, we tell the Lord that he is our strength. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise him. What an awesome and a mighty God we serve. Oh, praise him. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Yeah, let's continue to hope in him. I'm going to read one more psalm while, while we continue. Psalm 71 verse 14. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. So we lift you, God. We bless your holy name. You're amazing. Yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. You are my Reaches to me. You are my strength. You are strength like no other, Lord. Strength like no other. It reaches all the way. It reaches all the way to me, Lord. Everybody say, Hallelujah. Yeah, you are my strength. Oh, praise the Lord. And we have a call on the line. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Hello. Yes, God bless you. Is this Dr. Lawson? It is, it is, it is. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. You know, um, I I thank you for your call. And um, we, we were just laying the foundation for hope hoping in the Lord. But we do want to talk about breast cancer awareness. Amen. And I know that this is this this has to be a passion. Oh hallelujah, a passion of yours. So I'd like you to introduce yourself to our radio audience and then we can go from there. Amen. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on your show. I, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. My name is Dr. Christine Lawson, and I am a family practice physician, and I work in Detroit uh, for the Detroit Community Health Connection. And I have been working as a family doctor for about 22 years, and female health, women's health, has been a long, uh, a long passion of mine. And I've been, uh, I work with women every day, and and discuss 
issues of health, and one of those that comes up quite often is breast health. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and is that one of the uh, the leading issues that we have for um, as we are working with uh, with your women? It it is uh, in terms of October is breast cancer breast cancer awareness month. Yes. So this is a time we talk about it all year round, but this is a time where you see folks wearing their pink ribbons and. There is just uh, a Carmanos run, and across the country there are runs for raising money for breast cancer research to raise awareness and education and, and of course, finding a cure. Ultimately, that is our goal. But, yes, breast cancer is the leading, it's the most common female cancer in the United States. My Lord. And it's the second most common cause of death in women due to cancer in the United States. Oh, wow. To lung cancer. Oh, my goodness. Right. So, and uh, and again, it is the leading cause of death, cancer death for women ages 45 to 55. Oh, wow. Um, so it is very important, very important that we talk about this, get information out, mostly to educate women and men, actually, mm-hmm. uh, so that early detection, and meaning we can find, the earlier we can find the cancer, the better the the patient is in getting cured and staying healthy and then living longer as a result of all of that. So let's touch just a little on early detection. How early is early if we have, you know, very young women um, who are listening to the broadcast? How early would we need to begin Um, to have these examinations, and, you know, we can talk about that, too. Okay, and that's a wonderful question. So women, it's being recommended now that we start screening women with a mammogram at age 50. Okay. That's a a newer recommendation than not. However, from age 40 to 49, between the woman and her physician, you can start screening patients earlier with the mammogram. So that just means if a lady has a family history, say her mother or her sister or her grandmother has a history of breast cancer, you want to start screening that woman probably sooner than age 50. If a woman comes in for her annual exam or a woman comes in because at home in the shower or something she felt a lump in her breast, we yes. want to we want to get images, which are your mammograms, of the breast uh, as soon as possible. So that's uh, that's the best method so far that we have for detecting breast cancer or lumps. Amen. So um, it sounds as though the earliest, if if at all, is going to be age forty. Yes. Okay. Um, I I don't know whether I I had heard this and maybe I was incorrect, but somehow it seems as though there was a young lady um, who um, had breast cancer somewhere around um, in her 20s. Does does that make sense? It's uncommon, but it does happen. It definitely does happen. So again, these young women under the age, well under the age of 40 or 50, um, sometimes those, those cancers are how can I say? These cancers, are they're uncommon, first of all. Okay. They do happen, but sometimes they're genetic mutations. 
meaning you have genes. We all have genes in our bodies, Mm -hmm. and we have genes that say, let's stay healthy, and sometimes we have genes that will tell the cells in the body to grow too fast, overgrow, and a lot of times those may be cancerous-type cells. Ah, okay. So, yes, and those young women uh, may present to their doctor's office because they felt a lump or they had a a change in the the look of their breast or the size of the breast or they had bleeding from the nipple. Mm -hmm. And they came in, they have their exam, and then the doctor has to then look into what's going on. Okay. So what it sounds like, um, and and I know that you've said that this is fairly rare, but it sounds as though um, we have to be aware of our bodies. That is right. It is important for all of us women, as soon as you have breasts, to know what your normal breasts look like. So look at yourself in the mirror from the waist up. Put your Mm -hmm. hands on your hips and stand up straight and look at the breasts. Are they equal in size if they're not equal in size if they always look that way but if they suddenly look unequal one's bigger than the other or one's swollen where it wasn't before Mm -hmm. you need to get in and let your doctor know those sorts of things immediately and and that kind of leads me to thinking about what are signs and symptoms of of problems yes problems so a swelling in the breast or the skin starts to look more thick kind of like the skin of an orange where it has little dimples in it Uh uh-huh that can be a sign. Um, if you're doing a breast exam on yourself, and you, or you're just washing up in the shower and you feel a lump that you didn't feel before. Yes. Or if you check the nipple and you, you pull it or, or something like that and you notice that there's blood mm. coming from the nipple, there should not be. So those are definite uh, warning signs and, and reasons to get into your doctor immediately. If you notice a lump under your arm, and some women are thinking, it's under my arm, that's not my breast. Mm-hmm. Well, there are lymph nodes, or those are our little um, firefighters in our body, or the parts that help our body fight off infection and to heal. If those are inflamed, they get enlarged when they're trying to heal the body. If you notice lumps under your arm, get to your doctor so he or she can find out what what the source of that swelling is because the swelling may be under the arm and not the actual breast itself. Oh, wow. Okay. I think that that's also the, um, very um, very interesting for us to um, to at least let our you know listeners know because yeah. very often we say breast cancer awareness and that's that's all we think about. But what you're looking at also is even under the arm. That's correct. That is correct. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Right, right. It's, there are so many things that you have to, that just seems like so many things you have to think about, but that's why you should also have a physician, yes. either your gynecologist, your family doctor, or your internal medicine doctor, so that when you notice something is different or there's a change, you get in as soon as you can yes. and make sure that you can um, be treated and worked up. Amen, sure amen. There is no cancer. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any, um, oh, Positive changes, I guess I'm, I'm thinking of statistics, um, you know, over, let's say, over the years. Have you seen a decrease in um, breast cancer uh, in, among women, or what, what have you seen over the past few years? Yes, there has been a decrease in breast cancer um, since... I think in the last 10 years or so, there has been, it's not a, 
huge de- decrease if you were talking to you or me saying, uh, like 3% or 2%, but there has been a, a slight decrease in the incidence of breast cancer causing death. And that's due to women being educated, getting early screening, finding an issue if it's there, and then getting treated for it. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, um, let's put a pitch out to our sisters who are out there. We haven't even gone to the brothers yet, but yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's put a pitch out to our sisters um, for early screening. Amen. 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 And I'm going to leave it to you, doctor, to tell them what they should be doing. Okay. So, again, just to review, make sure that you know what your breasts look like when they are healthy. Amen. So don't be afraid to look at yourself in the mirror to know what your breasts feel like ordinarily. Because when there's a change, you want to know. You are going to check yourself more often than your physician ever will. Mm. Right? You're with yourself every day. Your doctor may only yes. see you once a year. Yes. So when you notice a change, things like a new lump in the breast or under your arm, a thickening or swelling of, of any part of your breast, an irritation to the skin or thickening or dimpling of the skin. Okay. Even uh, changes in the nipple area, dryness, redness certainly any um, bleeding from the nipple. Um, a change in the size of the breast. Suddenly they're not looking, one's looking bigger than the other mm-hmm. or it didn't look like that before. Or even pain. Pain isn't as common, but if you have pain in the breast and you're not sure what it is, get to your physician. So all of that comes back to you notice something different, a change in your breast, go get to your physician so they can start ordering tests to find out what's going on. Amen. The earlier we find the issue, the earlier we can treat you, and the earlier you are treated, the better your chances of survival. Praise the Lord. Um, I also would would want to know about the men because I understand that there is breast cancer also among men. Yes, um, that is true. In the news, just in the last week or two, it came out that Beyonce's father. His last name is Knowles. I can't think of his first name. But Mr. Knowles was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. So he is the new face of breast cancer in men. So while it's not nearly as common an occurrence in male patients, it can happen. So if for our male listeners or for your spouses, if there are women listening, spouses, brothers, fathers, if they notice a lump or you notice a lump on their breast, absolutely, that needs to be checked out. And it's almost easier to find a lump in men because they don't have the extra fat and tissue that women do on the chest. Yes. Usually. So, yes, it, it is. It can happen. It's not as common, but it can happen. For certain. Amen. Amen. Um, we do have at least one more guest in, in here. <laughs> and that is Sister Ada Clay. God bless you, my sister. Amen. Thank you. And, and I, I'd like you to chime in if you had any questions or discussions that we can add to, um, to, to our discussion now with uh, Dr. Lawson. Good evening, Dr. Lawson. Thank you Good. for being with us this afternoon. Absolutely, Miss Ada Clay. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me with Anne-Marie. 
And listen, the, you know, the thing that I really wanted to talk about, and I, you may have covered that, and, um, but I don't know. And my experience with this, and thank you, thank you, Minister Jewell, for allowing me to be here this oh, afternoon. My she goodness. Said that also. My goodness, a pleasure for both of you. But just the reactions to the um, diagnosis. I am not a survivor, but I am a survivor's sister. Mm. And one question I would like to ask, Dr. Lawson, when a family member, a close family member, a sister has breast cancer, have been diagnosed, how common is it for siblings to also possibly get breast cancer? was one of the questions I just needed to ask. And again, it's because I have a sister, and we're three years apart, and she was diagnosed um, about a year and a half ago, and she went through radiation, and she's doing wonderful right now, um, and I'm so happy about it. But when I heard about her having cancer, she didn't bring it to the family immediately. Mm-hmm. It was almost like denial, um, didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was shame, because I could not believe that she didn't and we're all so very close, come and say anything about it. So how common is it, Dr. Lawson, for siblings to also have it? Have, yeah, it's breast cancer. It, it really depends on the reason or the cause of the, the breast cancer. If it's genetic in that it's a gene that the woman was born with or inherited from other family members that came before her, the siblings, I, I have to be honest, I don't know the exact statistics. I'm a family doctor, not an oncologist. But um, the, the chances are increased. If, in, if the, the patient knows that your sister knew that you had a grandmother or a great-grandmother or, or even a, another family member who also had breast cancer, your doctor should uh, recommend gene, genetic testing to see if there is a gene. So um, in saying that, yes, if there is already a, a visible history, if you will, of a family prevalence, then, yeah, the sister may be at higher risk for developing breast cancer. But typically, 80% of women who have been diagnosed with breast cancer have no family history at all. So there's a, a bigger chance that a sibling may not get it may not ever have breast cancer. But you do have to try to probe and ask family members if there have been other aunts or, or grandparents or siblings who have also been uh, diagnosed so that the gene testing can actually be done. Okay. Because I guess that, that was my concern because um, didn't know about anyone other than a first cousin having breast cancer when my sister was diagnosed, and we often talk about early detection. And I know we do our health screenings, you know, because cancer, as you said, is most curable in its early stages. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very thankful that she did, you know, have that. Um, it was early detection, and, and she's fine at this point. But, you know, I guess I just have that in the back of my mind because my reactions, again, when I learned that she had breast cancer was just shock and denial and it was like, mm. it can't happen because we don't have that. We don't have that history. Um, can't be true. And um, my mom didn't go through it. And I was thinking that, you know, wow, how could this, this really happen? And then I got afraid. I was afraid when she told me because I was like, what were you fearful about? Fearful in telling us that you had breast cancer? I didn't really get that. 
but she was. She didn't want us to really know. And my my thought was, let's just get you healthy. Let's. <laughs> I want you to survive this, and right. she is surviving. Thank you. you know, so it was hard to accept that diagnosis. Right, right, it, and that's very understandable because it's frightening. Whenever you hear cancer, the C word, the big C, panic automatically because you are expecting your lifespan to be short. Absolutely, but that's not always the case. Not always. Okay. So, if I may, can I say tell you a couple of things that may increase your risk? Yes, certainly. Okay, so, um, like uh, Ada is asking about, or we talked about genes. So there's something called BRCA genes, B-R-C-A, and those are breast cancer-related genes. So if uh, your doctor or your oncologist, which is a cancer specialist, feels it's necessary to check for those genes, if they're found, then family members would also want to be tested to see if they carry the gene, and if so, you know, be you know, talk to your doctor about what to do next. What would the next step be? So that's a hereditary gene. Um, Listen to these things. Having your first menstrual period before age 12. Wow. may put you at increased risk because now you've hit puberty young, so you have hormone exposure for a longer period. Mm -hmm. Never giving birth or being older when your first child is born can put you at risk. These are strictly risk factors, not definite. Yes. Definite problems okay and then starting menopause after age 55 so just like starting your period very young stopping your period late can also just have longer exposure to natural uh, hormones wow Um, taking hormones to replace missing estrogen like women who've gone through menopause take uh, estrogen yes that sort of thing can put you at increased risk sometimes Mm. Um, taking oral uh, contraceptive birth pill, birth control pills. So sometimes, again, these are extra hormones you're putting into your body. Um, having a personal history of breast cancer, having breast den- breasts that are dense, and that's uh, just a thicker-looking breast that they're harder to look at on the mammogram. Um, family history of breast cancer, sibling, a parent or a child, that is sometimes an issue. Mm-hmm. Getting radiation therapy on the chest or the breast. Mm. sometimes increase your risk. And listen to this one, being overweight, especially after menopause. Mm. Oh, boy, we got to watch out. I I have some things to do then, um, Dr. Lawson. You do? You have. I do as well. Just you? Dr. Lawson has knocked on my door too many times because when I'm listening and you're talking about the risk factors, um, never given birth, Menstrual cycle, obesity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and all these You're making my day, Dr. Wilson. Fat cells can produce what we call exogenous estrogen. So not estrogen produced by your ovaries, but the fat produces some smaller level of estrogen, but there is a little bit there. Wow. Okay. That's why. And then, of course, the foods we eat. Such so as? What sort of foods? You want to eat less fast food, less fried food, less fatty foods. Increase your fruit and vegetables, um, exercising, all things that we know help us to stay healthy and stay at a healthy body weight. These things also help reduce, doesn't eliminate, but it helps to reduce your risk for developing any kind of cancer, but also breast cancer. Wow. So 
lowering your risk for breast cancer, maintaining a healthy weight, limit your fat intake, watch your diet. What about alcohol or tobacco? I don't know that alcohol alcohol has a direct relationship to breast cancer. I, I have not read that, so I don't know that that's true. Tobacco, I don't think it has a direct relation to breast cancer, but it certainly has um, tobacco use is linked to lung cancer and mm-hmm. throat cancer, esophageal cancer, tongue cancer, mouth cancer in general. So it's wow. certainly not not healthy no matter what. Even if it's not going to affect your breast directly, it's going to affect other parts of your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. I think it's 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 sobering for us to uh, to even um, hear this on on this broadcast, and yet, if we do not listen, and if we, you know, if we just um, say, "Well, you know, that's them," and um, um, let me put it this way: God's going to take care of me, and I understand that, you know, and and we do say it, but if we continue without even taking our own responsibility and doing our own part in terms of just what do we do to keep, oh, hallelujah, to keep this temple the way it should be so that we will be going off to do the kingdom work. If we do not take this into account and find ourselves, you know, in in, in a situation where um, we've got, it, it doesn't have to be breast cancer, lung cancer, um, high blood pressure. I mean, we can, we, we can throw in so many different, um, different areas that, um, that they, they are really issues that we must deal with. And no matter what I hear, it seems to come back to the body being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Whose we are. And being that temple, what we find in it is that we must take that responsibility. You were talking about your fruits and vegetables and, you know, eating right, eating healthy. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, We've got to get there. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to my brothers and sisters because what good will we be for the kingdom if we are yeah, not yeah. keeping ourselves the way we should be? Absolutely. And I'm not just speaking to my brothers and sisters. I'm speaking to me, too. So I'm not going to be, you know, stepping aside and acting as though I'm, I'm all that. I do like my chips and I do like my stuff that's not as good for me as it should be. And, and as I'm listening to, uh, to you, Dr. Lawson, as I'm listening and I'm listening to you, Sister Ada, I'm hearing it's our responsibility to do what we can and then we can let the Lord do the rest. Absolutely, because the scriptures tell us to take care of our bodies. Yes. It's in the yes. book. Yes. That's right. But, yes. but you know that you know, food smell and taste so good and it's tempting and uh-huh. some other things. Yeah, that apple was tempting too. Yeah, that to might, Eve. Oh, okay. Hello. Okay. <laughs> we can go that far Absolutely. back. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Oh. Did um I'm sorry, but um, Dr. Lawson, did you talk about um, anything regarding the mammograms when you should really start taking or having mammograms? Yes. With me being a, um, a middle-aged person, mm-hmm. yes. I know in, in talking with my physician, um, 
they were recommending now that I'm over 50 to over 55 to do it after the age of, I'm sorry, to do it as often as every other year, as opposed to I was doing it every year. And I was, I was doing it because um, I have dense breasts, uh-huh. and, and they actually did, you know, I was just blown away when I learned that I had dense breasts because I didn't know what that meant, okay? Uh-huh. And they did I think it was an x-ray, and they had the physician to come in, do an exam, all of this, when mm-hmm. I went to take a mammogram. And I was very reluctant because when I first took the mammogram, for me, it was, it was painful. I thought it was painful. Um, but then I decided, I'm a big girl. I, I need yeah. to do this. You got used to it. And it didn't bother me any. So I'm scheduled um, very soon to have another mammogram. But how often, you know, whether you're um, a young person or or your middle age, how often should you have the mammogram? I know we examine ourselves monthly, and we should do that, continue to do that. But what about the mammograms? So the United States Task Force on Health and Prevention has changed the recommendations probably in the last five years or so to women between the ages of 50 years and 74 years should be screened every other year. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So every two years instead of every year. Okay. And I did touch on this a little earlier. So women from ages 40 to 49 can be screened. I still start screening my women at age 40. That's so, 40. Um, yeah, and they can go still every other year. But if there is a change in the breasts, all those things we talked about, any lumps, anything under the arm and the breast itself, changes in the skin, nipple discharge, you go and I don't care what age you are. If you're 20, you go to your yes. doctor and you get it checked out. You know, obviously you wouldn't wait till age 40 if you found a lump at age 22. Absolutely. So you find a lump, you get to your doctor and let them start doing what they have to do to examine you, um, get your mammograms or ultrasounds ordered, and then they can decide what the next steps will be in terms of your care. You know, I have a, um, a, a bit of a different question because you, there are some people who really do not have health care. Mm-hmm. And if they find themselves in this situation, the question would be, what can they do? Okay, so there are programs for women who are underinsured or not insured at all. Um, one is called B Triple C. So they offer uh, breast exams, mammograms, and pap smears for free. Mm. So, again, you can go to, like where I work, for example, I, I serve patients who are underinsured and some of them are not insured at all. So we refer them. They sign up for the program through their physician, or they can go call Carmanos, um, which is in the Detroit Medical Center, and and get signed up for the program, if as long as they qualify, which they would if they have no insurance. Um, and they can uh, get signed up for this BCCCP program, and then they can get their mammogram for free. Sometimes there are um, health fairs, and they have mobile mammogram mm-hmm. mobiles uh, that come and will come around, and then they offer free mammogram screening. So... Amen. Yeah, there are programs that are available. Those people would have to be more proactive in asking their doctor or going to a health clinic and asking, you know, what are my options? I need a mammogram. Yes, yes, yes. So, so 
What about uh, some phone numbers? Do we have any information that we can pass on to our listeners who, uh, you know, they're sitting back and, and they're saying, well, maybe I have this, maybe I have that, but how, how do I get there, you know? Well, I, you know, I have a phone number I can share. And thank you for bringing up the BCCC program, which is the Breast and Cervical Cancer Control Program. So most insurance plans in Michigan and Medi- um, will cover um, breast cancer screening, but women ages 40 to 64 without health insurance could call mm-hmm. the BCCCP. And the number for that is 888-242-2702. Okay. And they do breast and cervical cancer screenings. Free. Yes. Okay. 888 888 242 2702. Amen. Amen. I just want to interject for another number. Okay. No, go ahead, please. Through the Susan G. Coleman Foundation. Susan G. Coleman Foundation, a grassroots organization that helps promote uh, information and education about breast health and breast cancer. So they have a breast care helpline and the number is one eight seven seven four six five six six three six. One eight seven seven four six five six six three six. Yes. That's correct. Or it's eight seven seven go G O Coleman. K O M E N Okay. Yep. All right, that that sounds fair. <laughs> Amen. This is this is truly um, beautiful. I I just wanted to uh, to interject and just you know let my brothers and sisters know that this is serious business. Um, we don't want to wait. We don't want to you know find out later on that I could have, but I made an excuse for not going, or maybe I was too afraid. Um, of the results of what I was going to hear. And and the, the reason why there is this, I, I believe, this Breast Cancer Awareness Month is that we need to get the information out to you. When you hear it, you will be able to make the decision. You cannot say, I did not hear. You cannot say, I did not know. Oh, hallelujah. Now you know. So the question would be, what are you going to do about it? Amen. 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 And reasons to seek medical treatment. If I take care of myself first, then I can take care of others. Amen. Oftentimes, women in particular take care of others and neglect themselves. And again, our scriptures tells us to take care of our bodies. Amen. And for those of you who have children, you want to be around for your grandchildren. That's another reason to seek medical treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason I have more things I want to do with my life. I want to see my children grow up. And mm. then we owe it to ourselves and to our families to stay connected and to have medical care. It's Amen. available. There's no reason for us not to seek medical care if we need medical care. Amen. Amen. Very true. Amen. You know, we started off this broadcast um, laying a foundation of hope, looking at hope. Amen. Amen. And Amen. this is this is what I would like us to um, to end the broadcast with. 
you know, we have to be able to provide hope. And one way of providing this hope is this practical way, giving you these phone numbers, giving you these, you know, these, these tips for what needs to be done so that no one is going to say, I did not know, and giving you that hope. Because if you don't have hope, you can't even say, I have faith. Amen? Because as the scripture tells us that faith, we talk about having faith, but faith is the substance of things things hoped for. So you've got to have that hope, hoping in the Lord, hoping in what he is doing and what he, oh, hallelujah, and what he will do in our lives. Amen? Oh, praise the Lord. I'd I'd like us to have a few more minutes of our discussion and then... Um, you know, we can we can break this. I know we're almost out of time. Look at the time. We only have about 10 more minutes. My Lord Ooh, Jesus. Oh, yes, it's been some discussion. But I'd like us to uh, sum it up now. Okay. Well, um, again, Dr. Lawson, I appreciate you coming on this broadcast and sharing um, this information, but if I could just, my little summation would be, what are the symptoms of breast cancer? And you went over that, and early stage breast cancer does not always um, have symptoms. Um, it's very important to have your checkups. The most common symptom is a lump or thickness in the breast but or in the underarm area, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. And then another symptom may be, you know, the color, the feel, the shape, size of your breast and how that's changed, or if you have some unusual discharge in your breast. So remember, ladies, it's not necessarily, or in men, that you're going to feel a lump. How do you get your, um, your your breast problems checked? You First of all, or why you get them checked? If it's, your breasts are looking different, you, you know, so don't be ashamed to stand in front of the mirror and look at a naked body. It's your body. Mm-hmm. It's your temple. Right. So feel free to do that. Don't be ashamed. A lot of us, I guess we really don't do that, but look so that you will know your body. Most women should consider regular uh, mammograms, and I'm glad that you mentioned the age um, piece of 50 to 74. That's my group. I won't say where, what part of that group I'm in, but I'm in the 50 to 74 group. I'm kind of so, high on that group, uh, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not ashamed to <laughs> all, say all it. Right, that's right. In the if name of Jesus. Up, keep getting up. Yes, we get, but I'm a whole mind. I'm a whole mind today, though, okay? <laughs> but yeah, so make sure, ladies, that you get your mammograms and your x-rays. When should you start? And I know you mentioned that you start your um, clients or your, I'm sorry, your patients age 40. Um, But ladies, men, do not neglect yourself not getting your breast exam. And how do you lower your risk for breast cancer? And that's what I'm going to um, end with because I need to keep that in mind. Maintaining a healthy weight, limit your fat and diets and include physical exercise, limit the um, tobacco use but also just seek help from your providers. Thank you for sharing that. You can contact the BCCC program, and I think um, well, the phone number is 888-242-2702, and then the 877-GO-COMEN, G-O-K-O-M-E-N. Thank you for sharing that because we need to know that because many of us, we think about it. We think about it in October. But breast cancer is not just in October. Amen. Amen. women, we have to really start taking better care of ourselves. And And I I will reiterate or just say, if you come and get your exam, your physical 
exam annually, which is every year, once a year, a lot of people will go around their birth date so they mm, won't forget birthday. to come. Right? And you come in your birth date month and you get your annual exam if you're of the age, so you know that 40 to 74 years, or 50 to 74 years, where we might uh, write your prescription for your uh, mammogram or breast screening. We'll do that, but we will do your breast exam, your physical breast exam, every year when you come in. Every year. Okay. Amen. So, Amen. Doctor. It's important. Dr. Lawson. You have a family practice. I would really love for you to let us know where you are. I don't know whether you are taking additional patients or whatever, but here is your chance in the name of Jesus to get the word out about who you are. Okay. I am Dr. Christine Lawson. I'm a family practice doctor, which means I see men and women and children, but right now I only see adults. And I am located at 611 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, and that is in Detroit, Michigan. And we're located on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard between 2nd Street and 3rd Street at the Woodward Corridor Family Medical Center. Woodward Corridor. Detroit Woodward Corridor Mm -hmm. Family Medical Center. And our company is called Detroit Community Health Connection. And what's the phone number for your practice, please? 313-832-6300. Yes. Amen. And this is Dr. Christine Lawson, family practice, men, family practice, women. Amen. Amen. On Martin Luther 611. MLK Junior Boulevard in Detroit, and for my non-Detroit listeners, uh, if you need to come to Detroit, well, you've got a, um, a physician here. Absolutely. There's a physician that you can come to, <laughs> <laughs> and the phone number is area code 313-832-6300, 313-832-6300. And uh, Dr. Lawson, I thank you so much for sharing thank this you. time with us. Absolutely. Thank it, you so much, yes. and Sister Ada. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, absolutely! And a thank you. Conversation with you. Oh, Amen. Thank you. you, thank you, and thank you for not just sharing it, but it. I, I hear the pa- Oh, hallelujah! I hear the passion in your voice, and I thank the Lord for giving you that passion, and I ask Him to continue to bless you keep and protect you as you go along to do the kingdom work that he has assigned for you. And I, I ask this in the name of Jesus. In the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. And in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much. Amen. You, God bless God you. Bless God bless you. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I didn't give a number to call because we have no number to call right now. We've got about five more minutes. We did not even do Facebook Live. We did nothing. And my producer just said four minutes. Okay, fine. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, we did, we did nothing. We just had a discussion. But I want you to remember that we've got to hope 
in the Lord. No matter what you do, no matter what you heard, you know, no matter what you think, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm at risk for this and maybe this will happen and maybe that will happen. But no matter what, understand this, Psalm 19 and 18 Oh, this is interesting because it, it's talking about your children, about giving discipline to your children. But why? Because there is hope. There's hope. Proverbs 13 and 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred. Instead of hoping in the Lord, here we are worrying about what could happen and what should happen and what would happen and might and could and should you know let us back off let us put our hope put our trust in the lord, lord. Amen? amen oh praise the lord my sister well uh, again i think you've said it all um pray oh hallelujah put the hope in the lord Amen. Amen. And and we're going to end this broadcast with prayer. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for all of this, this this information that you have just poured out through uh, through Dr. Lawson, through Sister Ada, Lord. We thank you for just pouring it out for us, Lord, because you want your people to be healthy. You want us to go forth to do your kingdom work. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. It's your work, Lord. And we're asking you. Oh, here's my request. We're asking you, even now, Lord, that as we go forth, nudge us to do right, Lord. Nudge us to do right with our bodies, Lord. Nudge us as we go along on this Christian journey, Lord. Show us what to do, the fruits, the vegetables, the meats, everything that we need to do and the ones that we need to avoid. Show us, Lord, and help us. Give us that that. Hope, Lord, that we will continue to walk worthy of you in hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, because you are so awesome. You are our strength. Strength like no other reaches to me, reaches to you, Sister Ada, reaches to all of us. And we bless you in the name of Jesus. This is Elder Jua signing off. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We sincerely thank our supporters for sponsoring this broadcast and pray that you too will be moved to become a sponsor. Let us reach out to continue to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the airwaves. To contact us, simply log on to our website, thewordrestores.org, or through Facebook, Anne-Marie Jewel, or call, send us a text to area code 313-466-0349. I'm your host, Elder Anne-Marie Jewel, a fellow servant in Christ. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen.